Cafeteria Talk, the podcast we talk about any and everything, just like we're hanging at the table with your boys, your girls, and all the homies. It's your boy Quattro, I'm on the mic. What's good, everybody? It's your boy Slick Rob, and there's no introduction needed, so let's just get straight to it. Let's get into it, man. How you been, dog? What's, what's been, how's life? Oh, man, life's been a little crazy. It's also been good. I'm just trying to set up stuff, you know, to move to Atlanta, you know, get things set up for school, you know, housing and all that. It's been very fun and also been crazy just knowing in the whole, got a whole new chapter in life coming, you know, new place, new city, new people. So, you know, some stuff unknown, some stuff I'm, I know I'm going to be going to school, but there's other stuff that's going to happen. I can't wait to see. It should be a very fun, very fun moment. Yeah. Oh, by the way, my birthday's coming up too. Absolutely. So that's, that's, that's dope. Yeah, man, you do got a birthday coming up here soon. That's crazy. Yeah. The big 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, 22, like Taylor but, uh, Swift. Yeah, man. I'm proud of you, dog. My dog is headed off to do bigger bigger, and better things, man. I'm so happy for him. But uh, I've been good. Just been chilling in Tallahassee, get, get gearing up for the summer semester. Um, That's what's up. What else? Anything else? You know, working in school, really, <laughs> really all I got time for these days. But I'm not that. complaining. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, anything else I want to? Oh, gotta do the business. You uh, follow us on Instagram at Cafeteria Talk Official. Hit us up on Twitter at Cafeteria Talk. And if, if if you happen to listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please, 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 feel free to give us five star ratings and reviews. We love to see those and read what you guys think about the show. Um, yeah. So <laughs> let's get into it. Slick Rob, tell us about that put on segment we always got to do. Yes. Yes. The put on segment. You already know what the deal is. And if you don't know now, you know, we're just going to talk about anything that we've recently watched, listened to, eaten in our boy Prodigy's case, read even or even created ourselves that we think you, the people, should check out. And we always go oldest to youngest. So I'm going to go first and I'm going to put y'all on. I believe this has been put on before. I'm not 100% sure, but I feel like it has. I'm putting y'all on Insecure on HBO Max starring Issa Rae. Um, it's had four seasons. It's four seasons right now, I believe. The first three seasons are eight episodes. The, this fourth season was 10 episodes, and it's got a fifth season. It's final season coming out soon. It's being shot right now. We don't know when it's dropping, but yeah. It's a really good show. Um, shot very well. I love how Issa Rae... Such as I actually learned a lot about females <laughs> watching this show, um, which is something all guys need to learn. Because hey, bro, hot boy, something. Let me stop. But um, yeah, she touches a lot on female insecurities. That's why it's called insecure in life in general and how to struggle with being an adult. And she lives in L.A. in the show, so L.A. is one of the hardest markets to ever live in. Like, cost gas is all I'm gonna say. Gas is crazy in L.A. So. Yeah, y'all definitely check out I'm Insecure, and it's really paced, and each character gets their own little arc. The side characters have their moments, and it's awesome. Y'all check out Insecure on HBO Max. Okay, so it is on HBO Max. I was just about to ask you that. Cool, 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 cool. Um, 
uh, put on for me. I'm gonna put you guys on a move on a. It's not really a movie. It's a short film, only 55 minutes. It stars Childish Gambino, aka Daniel Glover, and Rihanna. It's called Guava Island. Oh yeah. my goodness, just amazing, 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 amazing. I don't think I've ever watched something and the entire time I'm watching and I have a smile on my face. It just was like, just the vibes were so good. Like the island yeah. vibes and Childish Gambino really sang a lot of his songs, but like with an island twang to it. Um, just great, great story. Just great visuals. Just everything about it was great. I think I gave it a 4.5 out of 5 on Letterboxd. That's what's um, The... The only like my issue with the, the reason why I got the four point five out of five, I felt that Rihanna was a little underutilized. Um, mm, I mean, I it's that. Rihanna, like Rihanna. This where's she from? Barbados. Yeah, Barbados um, an island. You know, full of culture and music. And I'm, I was like, man, like you could have really used Rihanna, like even giving her a song, a hum a note, something. But you know, she really played her role in what she was. It was kind of I equated the relationship between Denny, Charles Gambino's character, and her character uh, Kofi to like a, a, Martin, a Martin Luther King and Coretta Scott King relationship where yeah. Martin Luther King, of course, was the dreamer. You know, I have a dream and, you know, he wanted better for black people. But then you had Coretta who was, you know, right by his side, but almost like the 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 proverbial child that's holding onto the balloon so it doesn't fly away. You know, I thought that was really cool to see like that. Like she's also a dreamer, but she's also a grounded dreamer. She can like, hey, I see what you're trying to do, but let's come back to earth a little bit. You know, yeah. I, I really like that relationship. And so um, definitely Guava Island is worth checking out. I believe it's on, it's not HBO Max, it's on Amazon Prime Video. Yeah, it is. I've I'm seen sure it before. It it's really good. Oh, uh, yeah. Amazon Prime Video. Yeah, yeah. Guava Island. Amazing. Really, really, really check that out. Um, but uh, anything else before put on wise before we move on to the episode, my friend? Put on wise. Oh, yeah. There is one more put on. I want to put y'all on. So... Uh-oh. This is kind of this is kind of an oldie. This is something that um me and DJ Noah did way back when. Um, I want to put y'all on our little us parody that we made a long time ago. Um, it's on YouTube. Mm. It actually, this was the first time me and him ever tried to work with something kind of horror ish, and honestly, it's been received pretty well. It's got like two thousand something, almost three thousand views on YouTube, which is the most views I have on a really? video. Yeah, it's um, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of it's really cool. Um, only reason I'm saying this because we may this is a if we don't know we know how crazy DJ Newell's schedule would be, but it's we may do a little part two to it. We thought the first part was good, but it was received very well. Some people was like, "Hey, bro, definitely make another video." You kind of left it on a cliffhanger, and you kind of didn't. So we would love to see a second video. So I'm saying check it out. So so I can know if y'all would want us want me and him to collab and make a part two to it, or just a whole different thing you know definitely check it out it's our us parody on our youtube dope gang um if you type in us parody it'll pop up it's because it's it's now on people's recommended yeah we so will that's pretty, definitely that's pretty cool um it's only like about five minutes too we will definitely leave that link we'll definitely leave that link in the in the description uh when this episode drops for sure yeah for sure um but yeah i think i'm good on put-ons i did just finish watching the Jupiter's, it's not Jupiter Ascending, I keep trying to call it that, Jupiter's Legacy on Netflix. Mm, um, I want to check that out. Uh, 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 that That's my review. Just uh, uh, Dang. Uh, uh, I might still check it out. I don't know though. yet. I'll it's have like, to wait. I'll probably wait. It's like, it, 
it set up great story arcs, mm-hmm. but like they fell real flat. But like there's two plots, and like the subplot is way more interesting than like the main plot, and it's like, ugh. And then of course they left the show on a cliffhanger, and I'm like, I'm not really sure y'all gonna get a second season out of this. But hey, we'll see. But yeah, um, we're not here to talk about all that. We're here to talk about our top ten non DC, non Marvel superheroes. We live in a day and age where superhero media is dominating the airways you have the mcu the dceu uh fox is trying to get their their stuff together we have the boys you have invincible you have so many medias but mainly you have the mcu and the dceu backed by disney backed by warner brothers they dominate the movies tv you see them you see their faces see iron man you see i am the avengers you see captain america you see these these big names and it almost makes you think, dang, I love these two these two places, but like where can I get other superhero media? Is there other superhero media? And we're here to tell you, yes, there is. Indeed. And we're gonna list our top ten, our top ten um non-Marvel, non-DC um superheroes and villains. I right, we gotta throw villains in there. Um yeah. So, Slick Rob, I'm going to let you go off with your number 10 first. My number 10 is um, kind of bringing me back to my childhood, honestly. All y'all boys, we all wanted to be one of these boys growing up. But I'm going to go Michelangelo from TM, TMNT, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, your boys. Like, Michelangelo mm. always reminded me of the... Of like that one fun, young, like the younger sibling that always wanted to have fun and was also kind of like the the smart one that gets stuff done that's why i really like michelangelo and he he was like a leader and he did some questionable stuff well if you talk about like the because there's also the show teenage mutant ninja turtles but you also had the movie i liked them better in the shows the movies honestly they were good they were all right but they could have been better um shout out to megan fox Mm -hmm. you know she her being in the movies made it all better but Michelangelo was definitely the one of the vocalists, and he definitely was one of the ones that always stepped in to get stuff done. And that's why I like Michelangelo, leader, takes it to the man, and he also likes to have fun. So, you know, Michelangelo, you know, that's one my number 10. Well, he's a hero, non-DC, non-Marvel. Actually, I had to think about it for a second. Bad. I thought he belonged to DC. But I was like, wait a minute. He don't belong to nobody. Throw Michelangelo in there, yeah. Yeah, a, co- a couple of them I had to do some research, but... Uh, my entire list is is all not Marvel or DC. So, moving on, my number ten is a relatively new character. He just got uh, introduced in twenty twenty one. I'm gonna go Battle Beast from a villain from Invincible. Now mm. he's a more tertiary character in the show, but when I tell you when this dude hit the hit the scene. Everybody got whooped, Rob. I mean, everybody got whooped. It I heard. It, I gotta watch man, that show. Woman, child, nor man, woman, child, nor beast. When Battle Beast hit the field, it's over. He beat mm. everybody. I mean, everybody got whooped. And he was like, "Look, you can't beat me. You're not gonna beat me, and I've already beaten you. What's up?" So I gotta go, Battle Beast, man. That dude just really stole the show for me, and they've already set him up to be a part of season two of, of Invincible. So, uh, yeah, definitely going Battle Beast number 10. My number number nine is a throwback. Talk about let's bring it all the way back to 2005, y'all boys. I'm going to go Gwen Grayson. And if you don't know the name, you may know her her 
villain name, Royal Payne from Sky High. Now, oh, I, okay. That's a. I know that's a while back. A lot of probably some of y'all don't even know what that is because that came out when me and Quattro were like, I think maybe four, five, and six years old. 2000, 2005. Yeah. We were around that age. And what's so cool about her villain was for the whole movie, we liked her, we ride with her, and then towards the end, we really find out she's the villain. That's one of the first, why I love, why this villain, I love this villain so much is because that's one of the first times in a superhero villain movie that like, I found out like towards the latter half of the movie, one of my favorite characters is the villain this whole time. So, you know, that was just eye opening, and you know, I like I liked her character, but for her to be the villain and have it out, and the way she went about her master plan of taking out, um, Jesus, what's his name? Um, oh my God, I just forgot the main character's uh, name. Will Will Strong? Yeah, Will Stronghold, Stronghold, the Strongholds, the and main, all that. I remember his superhero name. Yeah, yeah Strong. It was so gas, bro. Like that, she did get defeated. She got locked back up in detention. I thought that was very funny. So I was like, bro, whole whole girl detention, like. She was, and she had everybody. Like everybody was in on it. Like she was powerful too. Like she was popular at the school. Everyone liked her. And then she turns out to be, bruh. She had my boy wooed over in love, and then she turned him back, bruh. That's gangster. That's some gangster stuff. Yeah, Gwen Grayson, Disney, Royal Pain from Sky High. Disney, Disney was in their bag when they did that movie. They really were. Yeah, they but were. My number nine. I don't remember the song, but. He's Ben 10. I gotta go. I gotta go, Ben, from Ben 10, man. He, yeah. That dude is one of the baddest superheroes of all time. I mean, this dude had literally thousands of monsters in his in the Omni in the Omnitrix on his wrist, and he could turn into any of them, and he could use them to help him in battle. He had Alien X, which was badass. I Bro, mean, literally yes, just like man. reset an entire universe. Ben 10, man, he was awesome. Uh, I actually wasn't really into Ben 10 when it was running, but as I got older, oh. I rewatched some um, some Ben 10 episodes, and I'm like, yo, Ben 10 is that fi. He also had the, the kick-ass team in Alien Force when he had, yes. had uh, Kevin 11, and he had Gwen, his, and, he had, and of course, you remember his, his grandfather, or his uncle, um, that dude was amazing. Great mm-hmm. show, great character. I gotta go Ben 10, man. Man, Ben 10, you know what's crazy? Ben 10 was actually... In my list, and then I took him out because I figured that you would put him on your list. So I was like, bro, let me take Ben 10 out. But I was a big, I was the biggest Big Ten wow. fan, fan back from like when I moved to Virginia is when I hopped on Big Ten and Ben 10. And then like from then on, from about the age of eight to like 14, biggest Ben 10. I binged it so much because mm-hmm. that's when it was at its prime on um, freaking, what is it called? Oh my God. Cartoon Network. Cartoon Network. But yeah, my yeah. number eight is another villain. Um, and he's the baddest on the planet. You know, I always be throwing this. I, I feel like I throw him in on all our top tens. I just love this man so much. But Samuel Jackson's Mr. Glass from the um, Unbreakable series. Bur- Talk about a character that's like his power is his weakness. Uh, he can break. His, so- his movie's called Glass. Yeah, Glass. Yeah. But he was in the um, the trilogy. He was in Unbreakable and Glass. He wasn't in the, what's it, Split? He mm-hmm. wasn't in Split with McAvoy. But... Splits, yeah. Yes, but he was so, like, how could a character be so, like, weak but so powerful? Like, Mr. Glass, what made him powerful was his words and his message. Like, he he was he was just so calculating. Like, for an old man who couldn't move, 
He reminded me of like a Professor X that is evil and that couldn't really move. And I thought that was very cool. Like he so calculating. Um, I especially loved him in Glass, his movie. Like he ate, especially when he cut that man's throat. I'm like, bro, Mr. Glass, that, he called, he called. Mr. Glass is my number eight. That boy, that boy called. That boy that called. Boy called. Uh, so I got to preference my number eight because a lot of people going to make fun of me about number eight. And I don't care. Um, my brother, Hiram, is going to love me for my number eight. But when I was thinking about this list and I had to think about my top 10 superheroes and villains that are non-Marvel, non-DC, I had to go get this hero somewhere on my list because he, he left such an imprint on me because he was funny, he was interesting, and he was a cucumber. I got to go. Larry Boy, man. Y'all y'all already All right, know. I can ride with Larry you Boy. La- Larry Boy was a goat, man. He fought the rumor weed, the bad apple. I mean, this man was dumb as a bag of rocks, but he he fought crime and he and he taught a lesson when he ta- when he fought crime and he was good at it. And he had he was just like a Batman. Like they really kind of did his character like Batman. You know, even his butler's name was Alfred and he had any and the, mm-hmm. and what was the, the the city that he took care of? Bumbly Bumblyburg, bro. Like it just it was so funny. I was looking at this list. I was like, bro, I gotta get Larry Boy on the list. Larry Boy, he's probably the most powerful person on this list. If anything, you know, Larry Boy, he's a cucumber. So and he had the League of Extraordinary Heroes. I mean, yeah, he what, was how can you not make? How can he not make your list? Right. Larry Boy, man, and he had his super suction ears, man. Like he had his own theme song. Come on now. Larry Boy. Larry Boy. I like it. I like it. My number seven, I think I think most of my like people at the bottom of the barrel are the villains, crazily. But I'm going to go... He's all been part of our childhood. He's actually been a meme lately, I think, with Sam Darnold. But um, Syndrome from The Incredibles, like, yes, sir. Mm. We got to throw him in there. Talk about the person that idolized somebody... And when they when they felt wronged by their idol, they turned all against them and went at him, which is what a lot of actually villains do. Like um, one person I can think of is possibly Mysterio from Mar- whatever, whatever. But yeah, like um, Syndrome, he was he was just like for the moments he had in The Incredibles, you you didn't ride with him, but you understood his pain. And like he the way he went about doing his plan was just gas, even though it backfired on him with his own tech. And like setting up Mr. Incredible and the whole family and all that was just like, oh my dang, Syndrome is, oh, I wouldn't want to make him mad. He's like, you can't trust Facts. anyone, especially your heroes. That is one of my favorite lines of any superhero movies when Syndrome kidnapped Mr. Incredible and told him the gist, bruh. Syndrome, gotta go Syndrome for number seven. And if I'm not mistaken, Syndrome, like, I feel like I read this recently. Syndrome is the reason that, like, all of, like, some of Robert Parr, you know, Mr. Incredible's closest friends were dead, right? Cause yeah. Because wasn't he the reason that, like, yeah, he was the reason, like, Gazer Beam died. Like, a lot of those guys died fighting the, the like, older versions of the Omnidroid. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, Syndrome, Syndrome was a bad dude. He was and bad. I got I to gotta, I gotta give you a point five. Cause bon, Voy- bon voyage, bro. What a what a guy, <laughs> Mister Incredible. <laughs> bon voyage, man. Shout out Bon voyage. Bon voyage, yes, <laughs> but, bro. 
my number seven, an anti-hero of sorts. Uh, it depends on who you ask. I got to give it to Hancock. Will Smith in the movie Hancock. I mean, I remember when this movie came out. I wasn't allowed to watch it, but I snuck off and did it anyway, of course. Um, yeah. I really liked Will Smith as his character. He was an anti-hero for sure. I mean, he had me so when he stuck another inmate's you know head and another inmate's behind. That was pretty funny. That was sensational. Um, and then you found out him and Charlize Theron's character in the movie like had like a relationship and they couldn't be near each other. And Jason Bateman was funny in that movie. And he was powerful as all get out. Um, just great, 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 great character. Really enjoyed watching him. And he's powerful as all get out. So oh, yeah. definitely wish we had gotten more Hancock. But, you know, well, maybe one day. You, you know, you, you never say never. You know, superheroes making all this money these days. Never know. Uh, Will Smith might sign on to do Han a Hancock, too. We never know. But, yeah, Hancock is my number seven for sure. Man, you know what's crazy? Hancock is actually my number five on my list. But, um... I'll just bump him down to number six just to move him down a spot. So, so he can be my number six. Honestly, like I like basically everything you said. Um, he was barely he the movie itself gas and his character is just so so cold and calculating. He really just did not care what you thought about him, bro. He gonna get the job done the way he wanted to. And like you said, Will Smith. That's one of my favorite roles by Will Smith all time. Like Hancock, like. One of the more memorable ones, like especially, call me one more time. He lodged homie in the sky. I was like, I ride with Hancock. Like that's my dog. I love Hancock. So yeah, I'm gonna go Hancock for number six. Got it it was not number five, but I'm gonna just let my number. I'll tell my number five later. So yeah. So my number five. Once again, I'm gonna preference this by saying. Based upon research that I did before recording this episode, this character might be considered a Marvel or DC. I think it was more considered Marvel. Mm -hmm. But as of 2020, Amasia Entertainment has purchased this character. So therefore, they're no longer Marvel or DC. So I'm going to go for my number five, the Green Hornet, man. I have always yes. loved this character. I remember getting into the comics um, a little bit after the movie came out starring Seth Rogen. And I don't remember the Asian guy's name. I'm sorry. But I I've always loved that movie. Um, fighting Chudnovsky with the with with the double barrel gun. Um, and by the end of the movie, it was called Bloodnovsky. So clean. Um, that movie was funny. Britt Reed. I, I'll always say one of my favorite superhero fights of all time is when Britt Reed fought uh, Kato um, in his mansion in that movie. And literally, so I have the movie. It's mm -hmm. one of my most prized possessions because I love that movie so much. I have the movie. Literally, the only scratch on that disc is through that scene, and I'm so pissed. Mm. Like, I need another copy of that movie, bro. Like, the scratch in, in my disc is during my favorite part of the movie. It is the saddest thing in the world. But. Wow. Um, Dang. yeah, so it, it is, I, I've always loved those characters. And then the comics are really good. You know, Britt Reed and his relationship with, um, his love interest. He has, he's got a few, um, and like just how he becomes, you know, the Green Hornet, you know, his father is killed, um, you know, because he wrote stories in his newspaper that were true and he was killed for it. And so he takes up the mantle of Green Hornet, uh, with the help of Kato and then the badass, uh, car that they have almost like a Batmobile, but it's green. Um, just everything about, you know, the Green Hornet's character, I've always been intrigued by. And something I really hope that, you know, one day makes it back to the screen because I've always loved those characters. 
But the Green Hornet is my number five. Nice, nice. Wait, my number. Oh, my number five. Oh, I forgot I did my number six. I, yeah, my number five is going to be. I think this character is on a show that I think I have a couple people still on my list for, but I'm going to go Starlight from The Boys. Now, listen, talk mm. about talk about a female superhero that's like doesn't know what side she is on throughout the entire series so far. <laughs> and like we all love her character, especially when she deals with um, what's his name? Not Butcher. Um, God, I just forgot the dude's name. One of the main characters. Jack Quaid's character. Yeah, Jack Quaid's character. I can't remember his name for nothing right now. But um, her love interest with him and how she kind of tries to break it off just due to the um, situation with them trying to take down the Seven and her being in the Seven, her wanting to get out of the Seven and then her trying to stay. Like, it, she's very, she's like actually very powerful. Like, at first, I did not think she was anything. I'm like, bro, a homegirl can just control light. That ain't nothing. But when she lighted my eyes up, bro, I'm like, oh, 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 that, that that girl cold. That girl cold. That girl cold. Ish, Ish, she is very. She actually is very beautiful. Like, I wasn't the biggest stickler for like oh, them. Yeah. Like, she is bad. Like, bro, if someone tell me she, yeah. I'm like, bro, there's something wrong with you. Like, girl, yeah. Aaron, Aaron Moriarty is. is yeah, she I'm, she, I'm she eats. I can't wait to see her in season three. That's gonna it's gonna be fun. Yeah, but Starlight from the Boys, my number bro, five. Absolutely. Starlight, Starlight was he. She almost made my list. She if if I if I had done uh, some honorable mentions, she probably would have made it there. Yeah. Uh, I just because I I was I still am like, is she powerful? Like, is she not? The, like, I'm still trying yeah. to figure that out for myself. I feel so that. I'm, I'm like, I, it, that's how she kind of ended up not on my list. But Starlight is definitely a good a good pick. Mm. Um, moving on, my number four. Yeah, I should be on my number four. Wow, no, I know what happened. I skipped one. I didn't know Green Hornet was number five. So oh, okay, I'm gonna give okay, you my you number six, okay. but it's actually my number five. So my number six was the Green Hornet. My number five is from a movie you've already mentioned. I gotta give it to my boy Warren Peace, man. Warren mm-hmm. Peace from yeah. Sky High, dog. Warren Peace. That meant that that boy not cool. That boy hot. That boy hot. That boy, that boy hot. he was like Zuko. He was like Zuko, man. He had the firearms and the fight between him and Will Stronghold in the um, cafeteria. And then when mm. we figure out Will Stronghold's a hero, like he's got the strength of his dad. That was cool. It just Warren Peace. He was like a real calm, cool, collected type of dude. But he pissed him off, man. He, he liked them arms up. It's over for you. Oh, yeah. Um, I, he it's was over. one of the stick out, stick out characters for me in that movie for sure. Um, I always enjoy watching Warren Peace. Um, and then, like, his dad was a villain, of course, so that added, you know, some extra layers to his character that was pretty cool. But I have to give it to uh, to Warren Peace, man. Sky high. I like it. I like it. So we're on my number four. We're on my number four, correct? Four. Yeah. Yep, my number four. four, this guy, it's so crazy that he's getting another movie. Bruh, I used to have this guy's mask and everything, but... My boy Snake Eyes from the G.I. Joe series. I can't believe they're giving him an origin movie, bro. Like, mm, okay, Snake Eyes. He was, because he was the hero that didn't, like, so far what we've seen from Snake Eyes, he's the hero that doesn't speak. And, like, he's had he's been in a couple shows. The shows, honestly, um, they didn't run very long. But him and a couple comics that were written, bro, Snake Eyes is just a bad dude. He's one of my favorite ninjas of all time. The, Don's the mask, carries that straight katana sword and his beef with storm shadow his um like you know like stepbrother is just one of the coldest things ever and like he's 
fearless. He doesn't take no for an answer. He doesn't speak really at all. But you know what he's saying and you know what he's thinking just by that mask. And like he got one of the coldest suits ever. But no one cannot tell me that when they was little, they did not want to snake rock a snake eyes uniform because bro, it's cold. It's so cold. And I love his character. And I can't wait to see what they do because a trailer dropped a couple of days ago of his origin story. And I didn't even know they were making it. So I can't wait to see it. Snake Eyes from the G.I. Joe series. So gas. Great, 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 great pick. Yeah, they've been working on that Snake Eyes movie. Um, I remember they dropped a, because like the cast had went to Japan and they had did like a big event. It was right, maybe a few months before COVID hit. And then of course COVID hit, Snake Eyes got moved to, I think, yeah, I think it's coming out this year. Yeah, it is. It's not this year, early next year. Okay, yeah. Run around that time, yeah. Let me. I, I'm actually curious. I want to see like where it's coming out in terms of Sha- of Shang Chi. Um, yeah. Let me see. Snake Eyes. I saw the trailer, but I can't remember what they said when it's coming out. Looks like we're getting it. July. We're getting it close. Uh, July 23rd. Oh, that's right after my birthday. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, I I I've never really been the big GI Joe fan. Um, I've of course seen the two movies that they made. Don't remember necessarily. I like GI Joe Retaliation a lot. Um, yeah. But that just seems like one of those franchises they just can't seem to. They can't do stay correctly. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not can. sure why they can't. But hopefully with this new Snake Eyes movie, um, they're able to to get it done. And they have, definitely have a great guy playing Snake Eyes. They have uh, Henry Golding. Crazy Rich Asians, uh, the gentleman, he's a really mm. good actor. I like him a lot. So, Actually. you know, hopefully, hopefully they get some staying power. Um, I'm saying. Yeah, for sure. Because like that uh, that would just be another great action-packed uh, superhero-type franchise to, to be dominating the airways, which would be cool. Mm-hmm. But moving on to my number four, man. And there's really one episode that she that she has that really sets her apart and puts her on this list for me because I have not stopped thinking about it since I saw it. And I have to give it to Adam Eve, um, a hero from Invincible. Mm. Um, she is a very tertiary character in the show. Um, she's not necessarily a love interest for Invincible, but you know she's definitely a, a calming voice. But what what I like about her the most is is her powers, and she's very similar. We we mentioned this in our Invincible review for Brackets and B rolls with Fly Guy Ty. She's got, she's very reminiscent to like a Scarlet Witch, Starfire type deal, mm-hmm. you know, just a spontaneous creation and, and manipulation of um, things at the molecular level. And so one of the things she does in, in one episode where she, it's not really a spoiler if you haven't seen Invincible, but she, you know, decides to break away and do her own thing. And she decides to help people for real, for real. Like, so she's flying over like dead forest and just raising up acres of land like with brand new trees she's like she sees these struggling farmers you know with the dead farm and she just raises up a new vineyard i think that's so cool um if heroes were real i would want them to do stuff like that just like hey i'm like i'm poison ivy hey i'm like the the plant girl from sky high Mm. i see a dead forest let me just like raise a new forest up just like that and solve so many issues and and stuff like aquaman can do stuff with water and you know just all types of cool stuff with that um this is why i she's number four my list is so high on it because i think that'd be that would be really cool to see not only see like heroes you know beat super villains that are trying to destroy the world but actually fix problems that are you know affecting the planet at large so I got to give it to Adam Eve. She also was a cool character, super powerful, um, pretty, just really, really cool. 
Um, yeah, so that's my number four. You're number three, my friend. My number three. You need to hop on I'm, Invincible, man. I need you to do this. Oh, don't worry. I'm, I just finished Insecure, so... Well, I just finished binge-watching Insecure again, so I'm going to be watching Invincible, and there's another show I'm going to be watching as well. But um, let me get number three, and we're going back to the boys. Um, This is kind of an anti-hero, sort of. He doesn't really have any superpowers, but that man is cold and calculating. It's that man Butcher. Billy Butcher. He's, um, Mm -hmm. oh my God. Like, his backstory is just so cold and calculating. Um, He's trying to go, he really wants to avenge... um, and the stuff that's happened to him these past two seasons is just riveting. And he's a he's very a very complex character. And he's right, he's fueled by he kind of reminds me a little bit of Killmonger to a certain extent. Um he's he's engulfed by pain and anger from what superheroes have done to his community and to really him in general, speaking on Homelander, doing the situation with his wife. And I think it's so cool that he just he just wants to like he reminds me a little bit of Zemo. He's tired of superheroes. He's tired of Vaught, the Seven, all mm. that Compound V. He wants to end it all, and he will stop at no means to do it. And I think that's so cool. And I can't wait to see what what he goes through season three because he's kind of at a crossroads. I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything from the boys. If I haven't checked out the boys. Please check out the boys. But it is so cool, bro. And like, uh, and Butcher, he has one of those more funny moments. He's a serious character, but can have his funny moments as well with his little Italian accent. Yeah, ma, what they doing? It's so it's so cool, bro. I love Butcher. The boys, yes. Billy Butcher from yeah, the boys, my sure. number three. I definitely from the boys. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh great pick. I love watching Butcher on on the boys. He is definitely a very um traumatized character, a very Indeed. nuanced character. And that's what I really like about him. Um Yeah, I, I can't wait to see what they do with him with season three. Cause season three is gonna be crazy according to the uh to the creators of the boys so bloody too i'm I'm excited man i can't say it's gonna be bloody i'm like how more bloody can you get Mm. man dog we'll get to that at the end of the episode but yeah my number three i have to go uh i have one person from this group in there but i'm gonna give it to the whole group I gotta give it to the incredibles man i gotta give it to to mr incredible elastic girl flash and yes. Violet, and of course Jack Jack, man. I have a oh, very Jack personal Jack. connection to, to to this family. I one of the that. this is probably I'd say probably one of the first introductions to superheroes ever uh, for me. This movie came out in two thousand and seven. Oh, this is another I had been probably watching Justice League and you know uh, Spider Man before that. But mm-hmm. uh, one of the you know I remember watching this in the theater when it came out, and I remember bawling my eyes out leaving the theater because I couldn't like take the movie home or I couldn't I wouldn't be able to watch it again. Because uh, I, I just love the movie so much and to see a family um, of superheroes, you know, in a family at the time that had 2007, I'd say I had three or four siblings. My mom was pregnant with my second brother. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the family was about the same size as mine. I remember drawing, uh, you know, pictures of my family in incredible suits. Like, I always love The Incredibles. The Incredibles movie is one of my favorite Pixar films of all time. Yes. Um, I, will, I always love that scene where um, Mr. Incredible is, like, trying to get inside of uh, Syndrome's compound. And he, like, just 
beams this dude with the rock. I mean, dog, when I tell you he freaking beamed this dude, he like threw that rock like, 400 feet and just, just cow right inside just, of this dude's head. The dude just bow and just hits the ground. <laughs> yeah, that was, bro, that's that one of the scene, best man. sequences Incredible. of the movie. John was oh my God, yeah. And literally, like, they're all so powerful. Mr. Incredible, of course, with the super strength. Elastigirl can stretch to um, insane feats. Uh, Violet with the force fields and the invisibility. Flat dash. I said flash. Dash <laughs> with the with the whole um, speed with the speed thing he got going on. And of course, Jack Jack. His powers are still you know developing. We're not really sure where those will go. But he got it, everything. You know, Jack Jack's incredibly powerful. And of course, just because I said the Incredibles, bro, I also have to throw in Frozone. You know, Frozone is. Where is my super? I'm just, that's all I'm gonna leave that there. I mean, dog, where is my, my super suit? suit? Uh, just great, great sequence, man. Great movie, great heroes. Uh, goaded, man, goaded. That's why I said my number three. I had to go with the Incredibles, man. Yeah, the Incredibles was in my spot, and then I took him out because they have a good connection to me because I have sort of a big family as well, but they're not as big as yours. And it's just this character kind of just, I resonate with him so much. He is a spirit animal of mine. My number two, he's not really a super, like he's not, he's a hero, but he's not like super, superhero. He didn't really get his powers till late in the show's run, but I'm going to go Leo Dooley from Lab Rats. Like, bruh, I'm, I'm just going to tell y'all this now. Like why I put him number two, because I, I found resonance in Leo so much um, when Lab Rats came out because Leo was a going into high school. Of course, you know, the basis of Lab Rats, he, you know, his mom got married to Davenport. You know, Davenport had basically three freaking like superpowered humans um, with chips in their brain that gave him powers that lived in the basement, you know, and Leo grew connection to them. And what I liked about Leo so much, he was the small kid out of the group. You know, everyone kind of just, he was the comedic side for most parts and Everyone kind of like just looked at him a certain way, you know. Principals didn't get along with him. Um, I love his beef with with principal. Um, I can't remember the principal's name, but she's the voice of Naruto, which is just still crazy to this. I still can't believe she's the voice of Naruto. But um, principal Daily, something like that. I can't remember. But Leo's just so cool. Um, he was a hero. He always wanted to go on missions and help the group out with whenever he can. And if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't have survived a lot of stuff. My favorite, I think my one of my favorite episodes to this day will always be when his brother, when our boy Tyler James Williams, um, because his the Leo's played by Tyrell, his little brother. But when Tyler James Williams went on an episode and it was like the time trap episode, he came back in time when Adam Bree and Chase was technically he said they didn't make it to the future, Brad. That episode is so gas, because that's one of Leo's best moments ever when he saved Adam Bree and Chase. He took the fall. For crashing, that shows how much of a hero he is. And like, he was the small guy, the small guy in the fight. No one really took him serious, and he always was the one that ended up helping saving the day. Like, that's what that's like a hero. Like that inspired me a lot. Like to be a hero. Like you can be small and still be a hero and still look good while doing it. And being a black man too. I'm like, oh, he cold. Like, bruh, Disney. That's one of my favorite Disney shows of all time. Lab Rats, them Leo Dooley from Lab Rats, bro. Can't go no wrong. Leo Dooley, bro. The funny one. He was the GOAT. He was the GOAT. Hey, man, that is definitely a good-ass a good ass pick. Um, I remember loving Lab Rats when it was running on, on Disney XD. Great, great show, man. I really love that. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, I, I think this is my first uh, boy's character, but I have to give number two 
to my boy Homelander, man. Yeah. Homelander, dog. What a what a what a character. What a what a he what a I wouldn't say hero. What a um what a what a to be to be determined, you know. We'll we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> but that dude there, man, that dude is is crazy. I mean, he's super powerful and he, he's very nuanced, you know, he wants everybody to love him, but everybody doesn't. And, mm. you know, he just throughout the show he's had a lot of development, you know. The 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 breast milk thing was weird. And then of course <laughs> the ending of season two was mm. also very weird. But he's just he's a very compelling character and I've enjoyed watching Homelander on screen. Um just crazy dog. I, I don't wanna spoil the boys for y'all, but Homelander is definitely a great character. And then oh my god, I just thought about all the things he had to go through season two. Um, oh man, amazing. But Homelander, he's probably one of the most powerful superheroes we've ever seen on screen. Uh his suit is very unique, I'd say. Um, but I'm definitely giving it to Homelander, my number two. Yeah, and obviously, bro, that's my number one, Homelander. He's just, oh, he's like, he's just so cold and calculating and so fun to watch. And like, it, like I just love, because one, the actor that plays him is done very, it, the acting's done very well. But Homelander too, like, like he's a traumatic, I see him as a traumatic character as well. And he was created by, you know, this group. And he really didn't really have a life. And, you know, now that oh, I can't really spoil the boys, but <laughs> oops, sorry, y'all. But dog, Homelander just so powerful, can basically do anything like any. He can go to take the to toe with anyone, any superhero group in the show or whatever, or anyone around. And he's he's supposed to be a symbol of hope for America. But he kind of wants it done his way. He doesn't really like taking orders sometimes. He wants to be the only one giving orders. So it's the power structure with Homelander. And I just, I love his his relationship with Queen Maeve. Like they know each other very well. And he can just, you can't get past Homelander. Whatever you do, Homelander's going to figure it out one way or the other. And if you don't like it, bad news for you. Because Homelander going to either kill you or he going to torture you. And that's just that like you can't really tell if he's a he's a tbd because he's a hero but he's got some villainous aspects to him and i can't wait to see what happens with him season three because season two jesus that just ended crazy for homelander so yeah homelander is my number one absolutely so big bad so my number one man my number one this dude there's so much I can say, but I can't say because yeah. you have not seen this show. But I have to go Omni-Man from Invincible, dog. This dude here, dog. Mm. Whew. When I tell you from the first episode to the end of this first season, you're going to be just enthralled into who this character is, man. And and what J.K. Simmons does with him voice voice acting-wise is, is insane. His... His character arc, you know, the development. His character development from the beginning to the end is crazy. Um, what a what a character. He's a powerful ass dude. He ain't he ain't get beat too often, um, if ever. Mm. Um, and just the way he's able to to really capture the viewer was crazy. But Homelander is definitely that Superman s character. I don't know if he's as powerful as Superman. That's that's you know up for debate. But Definitely Omni Man is one of the baddest dudes I've ever seen on wear a cape and tights. Um, 
but yeah, man. So there you guys have it. That is our top 10 non-Marvel and DC superheroes and villains. Um, we hope you enjoyed that. Uh, Sleek Rock, let me ask you. So, so like I said, we have the Marvel, we have the DC, um, you know, universes, and we, we both just listed off, you know, tons of superheroes and villains. Um, what do you think about the future of superhero television and movies and, and other iterations of heroes outside of Marvel and DC, like the future? What are you, what are you thinking? I'm thinking it's going to be, um, I'm thinking it's going to be very bright because, um, like these television networks and stuff and these um, streaming services are adapting um, to getting, you know, superheroes in there because they realize it's a big market. Like, like you mentioned, like with Invincible, I think it's on, it's on Prime, right? Invincible. Yeah. What's a, yeah, it's on Prime. So, you know, Amazon Prime videos, um, HBO's got to got their DC thing going. So, you know, but Netflix um, has different things, you know. Paramount, I believe, is a good is a good studio that can make great superhero movies outside of the DC and Marvel realm. And I think it's very good because we have you get to toy and there's a lot of inspiration you can go off of. Like there's just a lot of different heroes and villains that we're going to get that. And plus, also, you can like there's different iterations from comics from the 50s, the 60s that no people have seen before. A lot of us haven't seen that people that a lot of great filmmakers and writers will be inspired to make a movie about their superheroes and, and villains as well. So I think it's very bright because um, the mark, the superhero market's booming and um, the competition we're trying to keep up with Marvel and DC is just going to get even better. And I see like mainly through streaming services, this will get, like you mentioned, Invincible is blowing up right now. I, I can't wait. To, I'm starting the show this week, so can't wait to see what happens there. And I can just say like, it's going to get better because as you notice all these shows and everything that these big two franchises create, these underground people are going to be competing with them to make money. And I can't wait to see. I think it's bright. Exactly. Yeah. Everything you said, I agree with. Like you said, business is booming. You know, we've got uh, The Boys and Invincible over at Amazon Prime. We've got Marvel in DC. We also have um, Netflix trying to enter the group chat with Jupiter's Legacy um, and Sh- what is it? It's not Strike Force. It's something, something Force, with Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer. Yeah, they tried uh, something with Umbrella Academy shows. too. I forgot about that. Uh, Umbrella Academy, exactly. Yeah, yep. Umbrella Academy. Um, so everybody's trying to get get their bands, get their superhero show out there. Um, I definitely think it's gonna be hard. Um, yeah. Because you know, between Marvel and DC, you have you know, damn near a hundred years of just creation and, and heroes and stories and stuff like that. And, you know, some of the, the idea department, depending on your creativity, can't get stale. I mean, I mm. mentioned in my Invincible review with Fly Guy Ty that there are there were a lot of similarities between DC content and Invincible. Um, and because DC's been doing this type of that type of show for a very long time, you know, in their comics and sometimes on screen. And... Um, what they what they've been able to do with it, you know, with that with those similarities was interesting. So, you know, there's definitely going to be room for people to copycat in a sense, and there's definitely going to be room for creativity. And like you said, there's so many old stories that we have we don't even know about that people can find and and you know bring back to life. So I can't I can't wait for that. Um, anything else before we wrap up the show? Nah, honestly, no. Nah, I don't got anything else. That was that was dope. I loved I loved this episode was gas. No cap. 
Anything? So what'd you say? I was just saying this. I ain't had nothing else. This episode was gas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed it too, man. But uh, you guys can catch me on Instagram at Quattro IV with the P between the C and the U. And remember, like I said, I've changed my Twitter handle. It is now Quattro IV underscore with the period between. Nope, no period. It's just Quattro IV with the underscore at the end. Check me out on Twitter. Slick Rock, let me find you. Slick without the C underscore Rob two B's underscore on Instagram. Also Robert W one one six on Twitter. And check out the YouTube Dobe Gang. And also check out Cafeteria Talk YouTube. I'm about to start posting more on there. Summer's right around the corner, y'all boys. Yeah, man. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We are out. Cafeteria Talk.